0: to have you hour number two of the bill michaels show hour number one for many of you on the network saying hi to our friends out there at wkty in lacrosse our friends at uh, PVL in flatville glad to have you on board friends in rice lake love to have you here eau claire uh, can't say uh, thanks enough to our friends at the mighty wmam in marinette menominee glad to have you on board as well so good stuff uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. And also saying hi to all of you uh, that follow us very quickly over there on the Bud Light live stream. We are glad to have you on board and watching the program as well. Beautiful day outside today. Warm, hazy, hot, humid, all that kind of good stuff. All throughout the week and into the weekend, which you know what this weekend is, Ben, right? I don't. What is it? Jimmy Buffett coming up Saturday night. Oh, I think, you know, I think that's a Grant Bills thing. See, I I know for a fact that the Grand Poobah and Emperor and Wizard of the uh, Midwest Family uh, Broadcasting Company, Tom Walker, is going to the concert. I think you should probably walk down the hall, see Tom, say, Tom, uh, I need an extra pair of tickets. And uh, you and Grant Bills join us and uh, come on out and enjoy the party and see what the hoopla is all about. I think that's what you should do. All right. If you I mean, get four or five tickets. Bring Ebo and and uh, and Rowdy and them with you. Yeah, it'll be like a fourth
1: grader and 2 in college. I just I will have oh, no idea you. what is going on
0: because this is right up uh, Ebo's alley. He just loves a walking party. I think that's exactly a, a, a,
1: why I shouldn't
0: go. See, I just he loves the walking party. You just put a drink in your hand and off you go. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's that's just just my sense, but. This would be right up Ebo's alley. Music notwithstanding, it's just an absolute farm field party, is what this is, with margaritas instead of beers. So, just throwing it out there. Coming up this Saturday, Alpine Valley. That's where you can find it. Brewers limp into the uh, limp into the All Star break. Uh, Williams is added to the All Star roster. Uh, Corbin Burns says nah, baby, nah. Josh Hader going to spend some time with the family, uh, rightfully so. After having a couple of issues and some blow-ups over the weekend. And he has not uh, performed at uh, at peak performance, we'll say, uh, over the last couple of outings. So uh, he's going to go home and regroup and spend some time with the newborn and such. And kind of recenter himself. So I understand all of that. In the meantime, the Brewers now start thinking about different moves that could be made. Uh, certain players they could go after. We're going to talk with Kevin Holden from, w- or from uh, CBS 58. Uh, coming up here at the bottom of the hour we'll talk with him about some of this as well um the brewers losing eight of eleven overall they're eighteen and twenty four since june 1st they are they to say they limped into the all- star break would be an understatement just not not happening um it's uh it it's you can put your finger on many different things. It's not one. It's not just one thing. Some people want to blame counsel. He's ultimately responsible. Okay, I get it. Uh, others say, well, it's got to be David Stearns. Hasn't put enough talent on the field. Uh, Mark Antanasio hasn't spent enough money. Uh, you look at a guy like Christian Yelich. They're paying him to hit 280 and pop uh, you know, 35 home runs. He's got eight on the season. Which, by the way, do you think uh, Christian Yelich, where he stands right now, Ben, is going to reach the 15 plateau. Ooh, honestly, yes, just so I can be on the right end of that take. But right? I
1: think my confidence overall is just waning. So I woke up today pretty pessimistic. So I'll say yes just for the sake of me being right about something.
0: Uh, man, it's uh, if he does uh, eclipse the 15 home run plateau, he will barely be breathing across the finish line that is... That home run mark that we set at the beginning of the season. Where I said he just... He doesn't look right. Doesn't look like he's hitting the ball. Now, he has hit the ball better. So, give Christian Yelich a lot of credit for where he's at right now. Okay? I'll give him that. Uh, Not a spectacular way to end. But, nevertheless, he he did hit the ball. Uh, He was 3 of 11 in his last seven games. 3 of 11. And uh, so... At home, he hits a little bit better than he does on the road. We know that, but for the most part, it is what it is. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, when you look at uh, Christian Jelic, uh going uh, throughout the month of July, he is 9 of 40, hitting 225 with a 380 on base percentage, 325 slugging percentage and a 705 OPS. Not the numbers you were hoping for. You thought, okay, here we go, busting out of it. Let's do this, and it just hasn't materialized the way you had hoped, the way you thought it would. Because remember, he had at one point he had a pretty good uh, he had a pretty good hit hit streak uh, per game going on, and then it just you know kind of. Kind of fall had, has fallen off. He had two hits yesterday. Nice way to end it, at least a li- on a little bit of a high note. He took his average from two forty eight to two fifty one, but and his OPS from seven twenty three to seven twenty six. But still, so going back to the original point, uh, Christian Yelich in the numbers, not where you want him to be. So when you talk about this team overall, Rowdy Teles, big power numbers, eighteen dingers on the season, fifty seven RBIs. He uh, leads the team in total bases, 68 strikeouts, 30 walks, not a bad way to go, but batting only 227, 305 .305 on-base percentage, slugging percentage of four fifty eight, which is good, seven hundred sixty-three OPS. Uh, he's got a positive war number, but it's only 0. .4. Still two twenty seven. again, all or nothing. Andrew McCutcheon's been pretty solid. Willie Adamas leads the team in dingers, 19 of them on the season, 19 home runs, yeah. Uh, 14 doubles, 19 home runs, 51 RBI, 132 total bases, 85 strikeouts to 28 walks on base percentage, sub 300 at 294 and an average of 220 with an OPS of 771. Now, many of you will look at the 771 OPS and go, that's awesome, but it's also not indicative of what actually is happening, which is it's all or nothing. With a 220 batting average, Minimal amount of walks, it's all or nothing. He's hitting a home run or he's striking out pretty much. Colton Wong, 227. <laughs> Luis Urias, 223. Hunter Renfro, at least 243, but he's been banged up more often than not. And he gives you a 1.8 war. Tyrone Taylor, 228. Jace Peterson, 252. He's one of your better hitters. Omar Narvaez. 236, Lorenzo Cain's not even here anymore, Victor Caratini, 244. You you get the point. There's nobody that's consistently hitting Keston Hira. Keston Hira is now known as Yo-Yo because he's up and down consistently. Can't hit in the majors, beats the hell out of the ball in the minors, gives you a couple of home runs, but can't do it with any kind of consistency in Major League Baseball. Just can't do it. Although his numbers are better than some of the other everyday starters. When you take the power numbers of eight home runs, 17 RBI, 238 batting average, 354 on base percentage, 451 slugging percentage, at least his OPS is 805. But I think we could all agree that an 805 OPS with Keston Hura is a far cry. I mean, he's second on the team, really, technically, even though Brousseau's played third base and only played 39 games. Keston Hura's got 805 OPS, leads the team in OPS. But still, as you look at Kesson Here, you're like, eh, that guy's an all or nothing guy. He doesn't belong in the major leagues. Right? That's what we would all say. Hmm. So what to do? What do you do? This team flat out it's all or nothing and can't hit with any consistency. It's that simple. That's it. Eight seven 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 seven
2: seven 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 seven
0: seven 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 seven
2: seven 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 seven
0: seven 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 seven
2: seven 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 eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight seven 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 seven
0: seven 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 seven
2: seven 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 seven
0: seven 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 seven
2: seven 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 Eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to Dave. Dave, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing okay. How you doing? Oh, uh, no good. A little disappointed with the Brewers. I mean, it's the same thing every year. You know, this has gone back to what 2017. We well, have probably before that with him. We have trouble. At least, yeah. But this is when they first started really breaking out. You know, being mm-hmm. at the top of their division. Okay. Right. But we still have trouble finding our bats. And it isn't just one hitter. We shouldn't be going after just one bat. You know. We've done that before. Jonathan Scope, you know, that was a bust. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh Jackie Bradley Junior, I think he ended up in the season. His batting average was like one ninety three. Yeah, it was sub two hundred. Uh and and then you Eduardo Escobar. I mean, he showed a lot of promise until postseason. All of a sudden, they can't hit. So mm-hmm. it has to be hitting philosophy. Is it that they're asked to stand up there too long at the plate and look at a lot of pitches? I I you know, don't know to, what you, specifically I, because they've changed hitting coaches numerous times. It's not like they're sticking with the same coach. They're trying to bring in different voices. That's what I mean. But it's the it's the manager who sets the philosophy, not the hitting coach. See, right. the hitting coach merely tries to mirror what the manager wants. And how many times have you seen the Brewers stand up there and get two strikes and then have to battle back, you know, mm-hmm. and they either end up striking out or walking? And, like, and I've even heard counsel say that, hey, a walk nowadays is a base hit. Right. You know? So yep. it tells me that in the back of his mind – He wants to chase that starting pitcher, build up pitches on him so he can get to the bullpen. Mm -hmm. It's not working. It it hasn't worked. And we've taken all these guys who have been big hitters, Scope, Bradley Jr., Escobar, and we've made non-hitters out of them. I can't argue with it because this team is, I mean, just the the numbers speak for themselves. It's it's a bad hitting baseball team. Renfro was... I mean, you know, he replaced uh, he he replaced uh, Garcia out in right field, who was an excellent hitter. You know, right? And Renfro isn't hitting like he used to. No, but he's also been banged up. Right, right. But I mean, you know, and that's an, you know, and there's another thing. You know, his philosophy about this this platooning, right hand, left hand. You know. Mm-hmm. When a guy starts hitting, when he starts really showing promise at the plate, all of a sudden he's not playing because the pitcher right. happens to be right-handed.
0: I, uh, I, I know that this team and the way they do it is trying to put guys in the best position to be successful, statistically speaking, and they've had a lot of success doing it. They just haven't had – Consistency when it comes to winning in the postseason. How you get from point A to point B? I think people at this point are just saying, "I don't care anymore." You want to know what you are going to be like in the postseason? And if I had to sit here today and I had to look at this team and say, "What shot do they have to win in the postseason?" I don't think they have any shot. I think they're going to really end up as a wild card or playing we're against a wild lucky. card team. I think they're going to struggle. Yeah, I, yeah, I really we're believe. Going to be that. Lucky and if they if do they end up as a wild card, and you do get the honor of then playing the Mets or the uh, the Dodgers, you are going to get
2: the hell beat out of you. Because you can
0: hit with those teams. Right.
2: And the one thing that really, really frustrates me is we have such good pitching from top to bottom.
0: For the most part, yeah.
2: We're just wasting it. You know? Yeah. We're wasting it. Mm -hmm. You know, Woods is going to go somewhere else when he gets a chance. And that's what sucks. I talked about that earlier.
0: That's what sucks because if you're going to have all this homegrown talent, you finally got pitching that you've been trying to grow throughout your system for a long time, just to watch them all leave, you've got to make choices, then what are you doing? You're nothing more than a developmental team for other Major League Baseball teams. Now, you're not a Juan Soto situation turning down over $440 million, but but still, I mean, if you're going to develop these guys and you can't keep them, then what
2: are you doing? Right, his contract comes up first. Woodruff's—he's going to be the first one gone. He'll end up with the Mets or the or Atlanta or uh, LA. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yep. somebody's going to pay him big money.
0: Yep, I agree.
2: So, so that's well, why you have well, to make
0: the decision as to whether or not to trade him. But I see, like people say, right now you need to trade Josh Hader. I don't agree because all you're going to do is weaken your bullpen. And unless you're getting back a big bat, and we've seen big bats. We've seen Bryce Harper. We've seen Mike Trout. Otani can throw an amazing game, and they still don't win. One bat does not make a team. Pitching will win you a lot of championships, and I'm not a big fan of just dumping pitching just to get a position player just to get something for him because you might lose him. I'm not a big fan of that. Not right now, anyway.
2: Right. The thing that I look at with batting is how many times have you watched or heard a game? When we've had the bases loaded, nobody out or one out, and we cannot put a run across, right? I mean that—that I, that, that I agree with.
0: I think that even a sad. safety squeeze just to get yourself a run. I mean anything at this point.
2: You—you you can slam the ball to the other side of the diamond, you know, uh, and and you know, force in a run, force him to throw yep. the, the first. You know, but uh, I don't know.
0: Part of the problem is, and this is what I believe, I appreciate the phone call. Part of the problem is that you cannot, once guys are Major League Baseball players, they're here. You're not teaching them anything. Because we talk all the time about, well, they teach them to hit. They need to practice this thing. You're not. You just don't do it. And for managers day in and day out to say, it's got to be the right situation because. Was a Major League Baseball player, aren't you supposed to be polished in all aspects of the game? Aren't you supposed to be a pretty good fielder? Aren't you supposed to be a pretty good hitter? Aren't you supposed to be a pretty good situational guy? Aren't you supposed to understand the game itself? And when you don't, when you can't, you're not a big league player. Now, some guys are better at certain things than others. I understand that. And I'm not talking about always dropping down bunts or always manufacturing runs. I'm not talking about that. But what I am saying is, is when you got a team that's struggling and you're scrapping for wins... You you come up with either bases loaded runners in scoring position on a consistent basis and you can't get them in and you look pathetic doing it? So there's something to be said for that. For just playing the ability of fundamental, uh, of fundamental baseball. I don't know. Maybe I'm peeing into the wind here. Doesn't do me any good. By the way, going back to Jackie Braley Jr., he was good when the Brewers got him in twenty twenty playing for Boston. He ended up hitting two eighty three, but before that he was never uh a guy that was lighting it up. I mean his best year prior to that was two thousand and sixteen. He ended up hitting two sixty seven with an OPS of eight thirty five. But when he got to the Brewers, yeah, it it, it I get what you're saying. Cause he hit one hundred sixty three and two oh two. Well and he had that with, eye like, situation. He had uh stigmatism, right? I believe, so. I believe so. Is what they found in his eye. Couldn't see. Kind of like Wild thing in major league in major league. Couldn't see the plate until it finally got glasses and then he became a hell of a pitcher. Although Jackie Bradley Jr. still is not, you know, lighting the world on fire, just an FYI. 877 867 1670. 877 867 1670. You want to hit us up? Please feel free to go ahead and do so again. 877, 867, 1670. More of the Bill Michael show. It's coming up right after this. Glad to have you. Hey, coming up on Sunday, September 4th, we are now full on push as uh, tonight at six o'clock. We are going to uh, do a Facebook live coming up tonight uh, in reference to all of the details regarding the motorcycle ride coming up in our 15th anniversary ride for Fisher House, Wisconsin. And if you have not signed up yet, you're a motorcyclist, enthusiast, or maybe you know someone who is. Uh, you can see it right now on the Bud Light live stream. Uh, you can scan the QR code and get registered. Otherwise, you can get registered. Simply go to uh, facebook.com/slash Big Unit Poker Run, facebook.com/slash Big Unit Poker Run, or if you want to go directly to the Fisher House page, go to uh, fisherhousewi.org, fisherhousewi.org, and click on the events page and scroll down to the Big Unit Poker Run and get signed up. Uh, we are going to give all the details tonight. So uh, looking forward to it again Sunday, September 4th. We are going to ride. We are hoping to break uh, our record, which was 767 bikes last year. We're looking to push over 800 this year. And the ride itself, because of the amount of bikes and participation that we have and we've anticipated, uh, we've got a really, really, really neat layout for you this year. And we're going to give you all the details tonight at Facebook Live. So follow us over on Facebook. Again, Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. And find it there. Thanks so much to our friends at Growth Law Firm, G R O T H, growthlaw.com. Uh, protecting bikers' rights. They came on board again this year as a big-time sponsor. Our friends from Great Lakes Dragway, Great Lakes Dragway, they had a big weekend last weekend too. A lot of fun down there, from what I understand. I didn't make it down, obviously, was on vacation. But uh, really good stuff at Great Lakes Dragway. And a couple of people over the last couple of weeks have actually rented out the track for them and their friends, racing some motorcycles and some vehicles. They had a big car show down there too. Also, our friends at the Rock uh, Complex Alpine Valley. Uh, Potawatomi Hotel Casino. And Potawatomi actually is going to have dealers on hand at the end of the ride. But Potawatomi Hotel Casino, thanks to them for joining us this year. Our friends from Buzzard Billy's out in La Crosse who stepped up and said, you know what, we want to be a part of it. we got a lot of riders that come into Wisconsin and into Milwaukee from the western portion of the state and just beyond the borders that listen uh, for the ride and for the uh, Hometown Rally weekend. We want to be a part of it. So thanks to our friends at Buzzard Billy's. Some fine, fine fare downtown La Crosse, and I'm sure – Grant Bills has probably been kicked out of that establishment on numerous occasions uh, because they are a fine, fine establishment, and Grant Bills is Grant Bills. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. Grant's a good guy. Good dude. So, uh, by all means, thanks to Buzzer Billies and everybody else involved with the ride. But again, uh, go to FisherHouseWI.org and get signed up, get pre registered, or follow for all the announcements coming up tonight. Go to Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run and tonight at six o'clock we are going to go live and we are going to do some facebook live stuff tonight and answer a lot of your questions so looking forward to that let's go back to the phone calls uh talking to brewers baseball let's go to mike listening to us in west Dallas. mike how you doing today man what's going on
1: i'm doing good how, how's it going bill
0: i'm doing extremely well i wish the brewers were doing as good as i am because right now they're limping into the all-star break
1: yep that that's very true some re- recent heartbreaking losses but uh Bottom line, I agree with a lot of what you've said, uh, and I think you know Dave was a great call as well, but I do disagree with you on one thing. I, I think a big bat would make a huge difference uh, on this baseball team, and we have to look no further than, lo- than last season, Bill. Uh, do, you, do the Brewers make the playoffs without trading for Willie Adamas and without him playing like an MVP for a couple months?
0: No, I completely agree with that. Okay. Um, but at the time, next- though, Willie, but, but remember this, at the time was Willie Adamas a big deal? No, no. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He
1: w- he wasn't, but the bottom line is they would not have been. I, I know they didn't advance past the first round last year, but they wouldn't have made the playoffs without him. Um, right. Now, I, I know it's different sports, but did the Rams win the Super Bowl without trading for Von Miller and then picking up OBJ uh, no. midseason?
0: No. Completely agree with did, you.
1: Did the Bucks win the NBA Finals without trading for Drew Holiday and trading uh, three first-round picks for him?
0: Nope. I agree with that, too. But tell me this, right. here's the thing. And let, let me ask you this, okay? And, I, and when I yes. when I talk about one bat, you can get a big bat that can make a difference in your lineup. That I agree with. But I what I'm saying is is I don't see them making a big splash trade. What I see them doing is trying to find one or two guys like a Willie Adams, the diamond in the rough, the guy that's going to come in and maybe overperform and give you that little shot of adrenaline. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not, you know, the the, the Nationals are now looking to make deals for Juan Soto, who has decided he is not going to t- take the 15-year, 440 million dollars. They're not going after Juan Soto. You know, that's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you bring up Juan Soto. That's just what I was getting to. Actually, is who I want the Brewers to get. Um, because you have Woodruff and Burns under contract for two and a half years, I know that Soto's just going to be a rental, but he's under team control for two and a half years. Right. I'd be willing to I'd be willing to give up the Brewers' top four prospects uh, in a trade and maybe even a pitcher for Juan Soto because he would, I think he would make a huge difference in that lineup, and especially while you have those three aces on your pitching staff, I really think that you need to go for it. And I think they could afford him as well because Kane – his contract's coming off the books at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is Colton Long. And basically, that's your placeholder uh, for Juan Soto's uh, arbitration years uh, for his contract.
0: I would not, I, I, first of all, I would love it if they would do it. The likelihood of them doing it, I think, is sure. few and far between.
3: Sure. I yeah, agree I, with you. I, I, I would
0: love to, I, if That would, to me, be the ind- indicator saying, you know, look, we know we're only going to get in for a couple of years, but we're going for it. Here we go. And then you may, you're going to be able to trade him away for maybe a boatload even after the fact. But I, I, don't, I just I don't see them doing it, unfortunately.
1: Sure. No, I, yeah, I, I know it's a total long shot. I just, it, Even if they don't get him, I, they need to get a significant bat. You know, because right now, I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs, to be honest with you. you know, I, don't, I don't think the Cardinals are going to play this poorly all season. I think they're a lot more talented. Uh, than what they've shown thus far, and I think the Brewers, if they don't win this division, I think they're in real danger of missing the playoffs altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, with the way they're hitting right now, and especially with, with not that. having, uh, what who's their third pitcher again? Um, uh, they he's on the DL. I can't remember Freddie Peralta. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yep, and especially you know with him not being out there as well. So, bottom line, they need to go for it. They need to make a big move. I don't care if they give up prospects. We've all seen the Keston Hira's, the Lewis Brentsons, the Corey Rays. You don't know what any of those prospects are going to turn out to be. Right. But we know what Juan Soto is, and we know what some of those other guys in the market are uh, as well.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I would love to see it. I appreciate the phone call and love the optimism. I would love to see that happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't do it, I'm saying do it. But the likelihood of them doing it, is what I'm saying, is that I don't think it's going to happen. I, you know, I hate to be the big bucket of cold water. What do you need more? Do you need another arm? Or do you need a bat? And some will say you need both. And if you need both and big-time contributors, then there's no way you're going to be able to, like, just completely deplete your farm system and dump it for two players that may or may not put you over the top. I want to see them do it. I want to see them go for it. You got to be smart about your future. I get all of that. But I I, I agree with Mike. Hey, look, we have seen a lot. I mean, go back to the years of Nick Neugebauer, who was supposed to be the bomb, coming in as a terrific arm. And they were going to have this homegrown pitcher, and he was going to be the man. And it, I, we have seen so many over the years that were supposed to be these just top-notch, incredible players that the Brewers drafted and and they just never materialized, never happened. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Stay tuned. Coming up next, Kevin Holden, CBS fifty eight, going to join us right after this. Ready.
2: This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Glad to have you back. Hey, don't forget about our friends at Wisconsin, Harley-Davidson. Still a lot of riding season left, and we're only halfway through, as a matter of fact, and some of you ride damn near all year round. Get yourself motor clothes, motorcycles. Check out the events page. There is so much going on at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson right there on 67, just south of 94 in Oconomowoc, and uh, you can also check them out. Right there next to uh, the new Dockhound Stadium, as a matter of fact. But stop. And I was talking to Craig this morning. Uh, Craig Winger, their general manager over there. I was talking with him. I'm going to be out there later today and uh, kind of getting all the the details finalized for the motorcycle ride. Really looking forward to it. But uh, that is going to be our landing spot, as a matter of fact, for the motorcycle ride again this year. That's Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com. That's WISHD.com for all the event information. Again, go to wishd.com. Joining us now on the hotline, our good friend uh, from CBS 58, uh, Kevin Holden is here. Kevin, how you doing, buddy?
3: Bill, it's all good, man. We're, My uh, wife and I have, uh, have done, I know this is going to be a shocker to you, but we have taken the week and we've bolted, instead of hanging around for the All-Star break, we are seeing some of the most obscure and random stadiums uh, out west. So currently we're, we're in Denver, not so obscure, but tonight, Laramie, Wyoming, very obscure.
0: I see. I was going to say because I knew you. I saw you guys were at Coors Field, right?
3: Yeah, we saw. We actually uh, caught up with a, a former colleague, Christina Tuso was uh, was yes. with us yesterday for for Rockies Pirates. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I saw that. I saw you guys were there. I saw you were at the Kingfish game. Were you there when AJ Dillon ran over the mascot?
3: Oh no! I, I saw the video of that. That was amazing. You know, we. It wasn't uh, our first game. Was actually uh, a, a team in Kansas. Um, the, the color scheme is really similar, though, to the to the Kings. Gotcha. Which I get it. We oh, it was the Hayes Larks in Kansas. It's a town in Kansas I never even heard of before this trip. So I guess I'm expanding my horizons. if You call it that. <laughs>
0: uh, well, let's get into the uh, the nuts and bolts of the ugliness, and that is that uh, the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers basically limped into the post or into the uh, All Star break. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what necessarily to make of all of it, other than the fact that uh, it is what we thought it was. It's a team that's all or nothing. They hit home runs or they don't. They're not real good at station-to-station play. The pitching is what's been the most reliable, and that is starting to falter. So where is this team right now, in your opinion?
3: Yeah, it's it's interesting, too, Bill, because this, this team has struggled going into the All-Star break in, in previous years, too, and I'm not I'm not using that necessarily as an excuse for for the play that they had leading into the break this year. But that's a, that's a very odd pattern, an interesting pattern, because the Brewers are, you know, mindful, very mindful, and it's pitchers and position players are very mindful of giving guys rest during the season, giving guys days off during the season, keeping them, you know, close to full strength. So you can't say that, you know, after three or three and a half months or whatever, of bringing guys out there every day that they started to wear down. That's not it. They, you know, they rotate out enough guys that that shouldn't be the case. So that to me is a, is a fascinating thing that I don't have a really good explanation for. Uh, But in terms of this team in general, I I think when they, when they come back, it's gotta be the same, uh, you know, the same focus starting pitching. You gotta have health. You hope that you get Freddie Peralta back. You hope that Brandon Woodruff, you know, hangs hangs on and is okay and doesn't run into any more problems and that Corbin Burns stays where he is, that's got to be your baseline. Because, like you said, I don't think the offense, I think their best hope right now is to be an opportunistic type of offense, one that, you know, can scrape together runs here and there and find ways to score runs. And if they do, you know, put three up and they only allow one or two, then that's how you win. That's That's got to be the way they do this right now unless there's a major trade at the deadline. So, health in the pitching realm and and just you know it doesn't have to be the most hits but the most clutch hits maybe in the in the hitting realm has got to be their key from here
0: you talked about uh, uh, the possibility of a major trade how much or if at all do you think there will be the possibility of a major trade or do you think it's bringing in a couple of hopeful diamond in the roughs like we've seen in the past Try not to completely deplete your farm system. Just try to find a couple of guys to maybe give you a little bit of a spark. Or do you think there is a major deal to happen?
3: Yeah, I think I, I think the chances are are better than not that uh, that there won't be a major deal. I think that's probably where this is leaning, and it has you know a little bit to do with how David Stearns operates, but also a lot to do with the trade market as it balances with what the Brewers need. The unfortunate thing for the Brewers this year is the two positions that stand out when you talk about what they could use bats that would slide in and play well would be third base and center field. Like last year when they went and got Eduardo Escobar, there's a tremendous addition to this team in the second half of the season and a guy who slid into a position really, really well. I don't think that's necessarily the case this time around because if you're going to make a trade for a center fielder, you need a center fielder with a bat, specifically a center fielder that can help sustain an offense. And there are just not a lot of those available on the trade market. I, I see a couple of names that that uh, that would be interesting pickups for this team, but also I don't know if the if the trade market is right for it. Brian Reynolds is a great pickup. He's a guy that's been killing the Brewers in his short career. I don't think the Pirates have any interest in trading Brian Reynolds at this point in his career when he's still you know making – basically minimum money when he's you, you know the pirates can they don't have to pay him a lot and they're still getting a lot of production out of it so it's it, the fit is part of the problem and it's part of the reason why i think david Stearns will find guys to get i think he's always looking for a bullpen arm and i almost guarantee you that's going to happen but that you know in terms of an earth-shattering pickup for the offense i just don't know if that bat is there and if it is i just don't know if uh, if david Stearns is ready to pull that trigger
0: and the question then is: Okay, let's say they do pull, uh, or at least have the ability to pull a deal for a, a major bat. Will one bat help?
3: Because <laughs> it does look like a bigger problem, doesn't it? It looks like right. it looks like something that, that should go for. Yeah, you need a, a revamp of three or four positions in the lineup. I mean, I think one of the things that could happen is is one bat, one very good impact bat. Can change what happens in other spots in the order. Uh, if you if you put if you get a guy that's in the five hole, for example, uh, and you've got Hunter Renfro comes back in healthy, and he can bat fourth, and you know you've got other bats that, that can fill around it. I think that, that one bat helps everybody else a little bit. Uh, you know, it puts them in different spots in the order. But honestly, if you're talking about an offense, just independent of the pitching staff, if you're talking about an offense that you want to have the Brewers compete for the National League pennant. I think a couple of things have to happen. If you get an impact bat, that is one really big step. But somebody else has got to step up from where they were. Whether that's Yelich, you know, getting somewhere back to the Yelich that that you knew from 2018-2019, whether that's Hunter Renfro being healthy every day, being that 35-40 homer guy in the middle of the order, somebody else has to come in. So it's Basically, it's acquiring an impact bat and it's having someone already in your house turned back into an impact bat. Then you got a shot at something. But if it's one impact bat in the same order that it is, uh, it gets better. It does not make them one of the better offenses in the National
0: League, though. Talking with Kevin Holden, CBS 58, you can find him on Twitter at 321 Q Kevin, and pretty much find him in almost any major league obscure ballpark or minor league obscure ballpark throughout the country at any point in time. That being said, the, uh, the start yesterday and the way things went with Ashby and Alexander and I know they're trying to piecemeal things together. Everybody saw it coming. They talked about it at the beginning of the broadcast. Smart move, knowing you needed to get that one yesterday to give yourself a little momentum going into the break, or is it just because it's baseball? You're only as good as the next day starter, and you needed the break anyway. I'm not going to say it was a throwaway game. It was just one of those games where you didn't want to waste a bunch of arms and great outings. But you're going into the All-Star break, and guys are going to get rest. Uh, did you agree with yesterday?
3: As a as a manager, and and by the way, I've I've managed a softball team for a couple of games once in my life, so so I I have not anywhere near the same comparison. It's great counsel when it comes to being a manager, but maybe in video games, I would I would push guys a little bit. If you knew you had a little bit of a break ahead, you can you can give that little burst of energy. It's like being on the treadmill that last minute. You know, you know it's the last minute, and you get a break after that, so you can give it a little bit extra. I feel like that's a you know a logical way to go about approaching it. I also don't know you know what we're, we're talking about. The history of arms or you know guys that needed rest guys that haven't been feeling right that kind of thing there's there's a lot of factors that I don't know but on the surface the first thing you think is you know this is when you might if you if you have 110 in you and you're giving a 100 maybe 110 for this game works because you can recharge the batteries after.
0: Uh, before I let you go, Kevin, so we've, like you had alluded to, we've talked about this. This team traditionally, historically, in, the, in recent history has not performed well in the last couple of weeks of the first half of the season. So, what do we expect for the second half of the season?
3: This, this team, that, the interesting thing is that the pattern has been almost exactly the same. They struggled a bit going into the break, and then the Brewers find something in that second half, especially early in that second half of the season. Uh, you know, coming out of the All-Star break, going into August, as these games heat up, they find a way to win games, and I, there's uh, there's a fair amount of talent on this roster. You know, oof, I'm about to sneeze there. See, I, I'm a little hoarse. I've been screaming for Daniel Vogelbach, you know, so I you know I don't I don't have my <laughs> full voice. Uh, no, you with, when you have a team like this that's got this much talent, and you feel like maybe they haven't quite done what they should have done offensively this would be the time where you would catch that correction. After the All-Star break, guys will heat up. you get a couple of hitters that start to carry the team. And, I mean, that's that's a tough thing to bet on, but I would say if there's a team that you would bet on in that way, it's the Brewers because despite the struggles that they've had, you look at their roster, you look at the Cardinals roster, you look at other rosters around the league, this Brewers team should be in the mix. And I still think, even with a, a trade for just one more bat. They're still in that mix. They could get hot in October, win a couple of series, and find themselves right there at the cusp of the pennant. But that does have to start quickly. They can't be slow out of the gate in July and the first half of August and then flip it on for the last 40 games. Because in baseball, 40 games is not enough of a sample size to get it done. They have got to do this pretty quickly.
0: Great stuff. Go back to an enjoying a little time off, and then we'll talk again when you get back into town, okay? I'm ready.
3: I'm coming back with my Gem City Bison gear. So we'd be on the lookout for that this weekend
0: when we come <laughs> back. All right, bud. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy it. The baseball fanatic that he is, there's Kevin Holden from CBS 58. You can find him on Twitter at 321QKevin. At 321QKevin, you can find his stuff there. When we come back, some very, very, very telling statistics about the Milwaukee Brewers and what you make of them. When we, we return, I, I, I want to get your thoughts on this because I, I think it's somewhat significant. So let's do this. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this.
2: This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs>
0: And I had mentioned this. Uh, I uh, finally had a chance to catch up with the guys from Forgotten Fire Winery. And uh, I took the Moscato with me because uh, when I was up there uh, going back a couple of months, they did not have a batch of Moscato that they had uh, recently bottled. So I had to wait. And then I finally got it. And, oh, my goodness, it was worth the wait. Uh, I'm a, I am. love Moscato. I love good, good red wines and, and such. But I'm a Moscato fan. I like things a little bit sweeter. And, uh, oh, it was so good. Oh, Jake uh, mm, did a magnificent job with uh, the uh, the Moscato wine. But uh, they have all kinds of different wines at Forgotten Fire Winery up in Peshtigo, Wisconsin. As a matter of fact, I was at a, uh, a wine bar in Waukesha this past weekend, and they didn't carry any local wines. And I said, well, why not? And they were talking about different grapes and this. And I said, well, you know... There's a winery right here in our own state that's beaten some of the better wines in Napa Valley. Now they don't care about the awards, they just want you to have fun in a bottle and, and enjoy it. But we got to talking about it and they had never heard of Forgotten Fire Winery. And I said, This is this is why I'm here. Our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery, tremendous place. And I've been I've been promoting this for a long time. People talk about all the different wines that you can go to Dord County and Go out to the western portion of the state of Wisconsin. Nay, nay. You just want, we just want non-pretentious BS. We just want to have fun. We want to be able to sit out back and enjoy it in the summer. A nice red in the winter. You know, that's what you want. A good meal or or, a wine that goes along with it that you can enjoy to drink. Check out our friends at ForgottenFireWinery.com. ForgottenFireWinery.com. Or, or uh, check it out at your local grocery stores. Uh, your wine stores, uh, your liquor stores, ForgottenFireWinery.com. It is fun in a bottle. It is worth it. It is good. If you like any type of wine or maybe you just like a beverage, go to Forgotten. Check them out, ForgottenFireWinery.com up in Peshtigo, Wisconsin. So a couple of statistics, I think, that stand out. One is, and Mark brought this up, says once the brewers are down after six or seven innings, they don't win. And I saw people going back and forth. Actually, Mark, you're right. When they are trailing after seven innings, this team doesn't have a lot of fight. They are three and thirty-two. Now, there's not many teams that are a lot better than that. But when they're trailing after seven innings, you can pretty much close the door on the Milwaukee Brewers. Three and thirty-two. Three. Actually, I take that back. Three and thirty-three now after yesterday's loss. But they are twenty-eight and nineteen against the National League Central. Okay, twenty-eight and nineteen. Think about this. Against the uh, NL East, they are 11 and 13, two games under 500. And against the West, they are 4 and 8, four games under 500. Think about that. 28 and 19 against the East, or against the Central, but against the East, two games under 500 and four games under 500. So outside of their own division and some interleague play, which they're 7 and 3, they're not getting a job done. If it wasn't for the Cubs and the Reds and the Pirates, oh, boy. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. It's all coming up. Coming up right after this.
2: The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen. Rate. Subscribe.